So a lot of you know there's no cookie cutter when it comes to living with a dog. Every dog is different. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode, is getting to know your dog. I think this is something that's extremely important, but possibly something that can get slightly overlooked in the long run. So let's go ahead and dive into it next. Welcome to this week's episode of the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. I'm your host, Jake, from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We are an online course-driven website, and we are on the verge of <clears throat> launching our first course, and I'm telling you guys, I could not be more excited. This has been a labor of love for sure, from video editing to basically just a ton of video editing and shooting videos and talking and everything. And so we are extremely excited. So if you haven't yet, jump on over to ondogtrainingacademy.com. Up on the right-hand corner, you'll see the subscribe button. Hit that, enter your email, and we will be sending out notifications and information as these courses launch. And I'm telling you guys, this the first course, it's a good one for for a lot of people, and I think it's going to help a lot of people. So ondogtrainingacademy.com. Also, check out our Facebook page for the podcast. It is the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast, uh, our Facebook page. I'll put a link in the description uh, below this episode. Check it out. Go on there. Tell me what you want me to talk about. I've got a list started from people giving me really good suggestions, and I'm just going to keep building on that. We're going to be putting out these episodes for you guys uh, weekly. As a reminder, we do drop these episodes every Thursday at midnight. So if you're one of those late people who like to just sit up and listen, well, at midnight, our episode should be up on pretty much every podcast platform, uh, and you should be able to listen to it, no problem. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode, and it is getting to know your dog, knowing what your, how your dog or what makes your dog tick. I think this is so crazily important, but I do feel like Sometimes we slip into old habits and things and it doesn't necessarily lead to the best outcomes. And so the first question is why? Why is it important to get to know our dogs? Well, that seems like an obvious thing, but in my opinion, the why is first off relationship. If we can learn what makes our dog tick, and we'll dive into some of those here shortly. If we can learn what makes our dog tick, it allows us to just customize and curve and and just mold our approach to our dog in a way that's going to blow up in a good way our relationship with our dog if we can if we can just understand our dog and and sometimes it's tough i get it they're dogs um but if we can understand our dog to the best of our abilities i feel like it just helps the relationship it helps it helps keep away um issues that could pop up that could potentially hurt it. So so relationship is huge. And it also expands the potential of your dog. If you're able to say, okay, now I'm starting to figure out what makes my dog tick, the potential of your dog reaching its expectations or your expectations um, within reason, I think is, is a lot higher. The likelihood is higher because you're taking advantage of 
your dog, not the knowledge of your dog and being able to kind of mold your training to that. The other thing then is, is once you start to understand your dog, it starts to, you start to butt heads less. Now you're going to, if you have a young dog, you're going through puppy stages, you're going to butt heads. It's like a darn teenager, you know, they're, they're going to push you a little bit here and there. But if you truly understand your dog, those become minimized. And so that the butt, butting heads is something we deal with a lot with with clients that they they come and they're like you know my dog is really pushing and testing and I'm trying all these things and and the thing we hear a lot about is I tried these things that used that worked on my last dog well your last dog is not this dog so people always revert back to what they know from previous dogs which is okay <clears throat> but I think having that understanding that hey I'm gonna have to like shift fast if this isn't how my dog learns or, or what whatever. So I feel like you have to kind of stay stay frosty, right? Stay alert, be ready, be like, okay, I'm going to try this. But if this doesn't work, I'm not going to stick with it because, you know, my last dog, Snowflake, over there, well, this is what worked for him. Because just like with people, every person or every, just like people, I should say, every dog is different. You know, it'd be like taking, it'd be like, well, whatever. We'll, we'll just dive into some stuff here now. I'm not going to continue on this banter. But the first thing when it comes to getting to know your dog is what does your dog enjoy? Now, when I say enjoy, I mean within reason. My dog enjoys eating socks. Well, no. I mean, we're not going to be like, okay, well, give your dog a sock when, it's, when you want to reward it. That's not what we're saying. But what does your dog enjoy? You know, when it comes to like fair things. Well, a big thing for enjoyment for a lot of dogs is food. But what kind of food? Does your do- does your dog like cheese? Our dog our dog loves lettuce. You know, freaking lettuce. I keep telling our dog if we only fed him lettuce, he'd probably die because it's there's no calories in lettuce and it can take more calories for him to to, to digest that that lettuce. And so I keep telling him like, "Luda, you can't you can't live off of lettuce." He would love to, I think. He absolutely just loves lettuce. So, you know, when we're doing some training stuff, if we pull out a piece of lettuce, sometimes that's more valuable to him, probably because it's it's just a, a rarity that he gets it or just doesn't get it quite as often. But he sometimes values that more than like his soft, smelly, good treats that he does enjoy. But what is your dog like when it comes to food? You know, some dogs love chicken. Some dogs don't. Some dogs love hot dogs. Some dogs don't. Some dogs prefer soft treats over crunchy treats. You know, it, it just always depends. So you need to feel that out. What what treats makes your dog go, holy crap, that's epically awesome. And kind of pay attention to that. The other thing with enjoyment is play. What games does your dog like to play? I'm not going to reward a dog with a, with a session of tug of war or fetch if that's not in my dog's enjoyment circle. You know, if it's not in his realm, I'm not going to do it. And you can't go, well, you know, my other dog loved fetch so much, and I really wish this dog would love fetch, so I'm going to reward him with fetch. A reward or something or an enjoyment thing for your dog should be enjoying for your dog. If your dog doesn't enjoy it, well, then what are you doing? You know, it's not effective. So figure out what does your dog enjoy doing. Like I said, this all has to be fair. Like, I'm not going to say, hey, puppy, I'm going to play keep away. You're going to chase me, or I'm going to chase you, I should say. And that's going to be fun because you like it. Well, we don't want to do anything that's enjoyable to the dog that's going to create bad habits down the road. Uh, and so, so keep that in mind. Um, but what, what does your dog enjoy? You know, think about this. 
Think about this. And this kind of goes back to like a dog who doesn't want to play fetch. It'd be like, it'd be like, I have a friend who's a vegetarian and it would be like, Hey, it'd be like me saying, you know what? You, if you do this for me, if you, if you help me move or something, uh, I'm going to treat you to the best steak dinner in, in our state. I'll take you to the best steak, din- steak restaurant ever. Well, for a lot of people, that would be amazing. They'd be like, yeah, I'll totally help you move if you take me to this place. But to my friend who's a vegetarian, they're going to be like, yeah, that doesn't do it for me. And, and so that's kind of what you have to think about with dogs. Don't try to reward them with something that's not worth it to them. And I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think this is something that people overlook. I think people understand you know, what's valuable to the dog and what's not. But just keep these things in mind. You know, I've, I've had plenty of, plenty of times where I spend money on a bag of dog treats and my dog takes them but doesn't seem super interested in it. Well, it doesn't mean I'm going to get rid of them completely, but it certainly means I'm probably not going to train with them as much or at all in situations that really need high value. So find things your dog enjoys. And this goes beyond just training, of course. You know, this is for relationship stuff. What's fun for your dog? Find what's fun for your dog. Get yourself involved in what's fun for your dog so that then you become part of what is fun for your dog. You should be fun for your dog. So the next thing then is fears. So what does your dog fear? What does your dog, I mean, fear is, is kind of a blanket thing. Basically, unenjoyable things. Let's just say it that way. What's unenjoyable to your dog? Well, you know, fireworks, thunder, wearing shirts or clothes. Some dogs hate it, but some people absolutely just think their dogs need to wear it. I'm definitely not one of them. But if your dog hates wearing clothes, well, don't put clothes on them. You know, again, it's not enjoyable, don't do it, right? Um, There's obviously going to be things such as, you know, healing, training things that aren't going to be enjoyable for your dog that your dog's just going to have to do. But if we start to understand what does our dog like and not like, okay? Like I talked about the vegetarian thing. Well, if, if my friend's a vegetarian, they don't like meat. So I'm not going to reward them with meat. Well, it's it's the same thing with, with unenjoyable things. Like, okay, so if, if my dog isn't great with other dogs, well, I'm not going to take him to a dog park because that's setting them up for failure. That is setting up for issues. And when big situations, big issues, things that your dog fears or doesn't like get thrown in, it can affect your relationship with your dog. The more I think the more negative things that happen with you and your dog, uh, unless you're able to like correct them, not through punishment, but like correct them quickly and have it become a good outcome, I feel like it's just damaging <clears throat> to the situation. You know, if, if you t- if your dog's afraid of crowds and you're like, well, I'm going to, and obviously you can work on these things by taking them to the outskirts of crowds and doing all that. But if I say, if, if I know my dog hates crowds, but I'm like, you know what? I want you to come to the fair with me. And you load your dog up and you take your dog to the fair. And now your dog is in complete freak out mode, even though you knew it, well, that's going to hurt the relationship. But if you know it, you can be like, you know what? I'm going to work on this, but I'm going to work on this in a different way that's not going to stress you out. I'm going to do whatever. And so if you understand your dog's fears, if you understand your dog doesn't like fireworks, don't take him to a fireworks show. What you're trying to do is you're trying to minimize negative experiences. Dogs are going to have negative experiences. And I don't mean through like necessarily training, although we'll get into that in a second. I, I don't, it's not necessarily through training. Your dog's going to have negative experiences trying to do a sit-stay or something when your dog doesn't want to stay. Your dog might say, well, this sucks, but it's necessary. But what I'm trying to say is, 
is if your dog is afraid of, well, Halloween's coming up. So if your dog's afraid of masks, people wearing masks, well, last thing I'm going to do is have my dog out while people are coming to the door with masks on, right? I'm going to have my dog away or at least trying to actively work on it so it becomes a positive. But I'm not going to just be like, well, whatever, it's Halloween, deal with it. It's going to affect things. So figure out your dog's fears. Now, what I just mentioned before is the best training style. Now, we've done episodes before where we talk about my approaches towards training. And my approach towards training is, yes, everything could be potentially useful somehow. However, well, not even however, but the way, the reason I do this is because I don't take a one type training philosophy towards every single dog. So I'm going to say, you know what, this dog is very stubborn. This dog needs probably more correction or whatever, but this dog's really sensitive or this dog, if I, if I correct it, might come up the leash at me or, you know, every dog's personality is different. Is the dog going to challenge you? Is the dog going to get submissive? What's going to happen? So if I get to know my dog and I start to learn what makes my dog tick when it comes to training, then it just allows me to optimize my dog's potential and optimize the training through the best course that's going to be best for my dog. Again, I, I'm not so stuck on you have to do training this exact way. I want to do training the way it's going to help my dog the most. Positive training, punishment, or whatever, corrections, I don't care. What is going to keep my dog in good headspace and get us to our goal? Well, that's what you should be doing. Like I mentioned before, don't go, well, well Rufus here, he... He trained with a pinch collar, so I'm going to grab a pinch collar and put it on this dog, and this dog can't handle it. You need to know your dog. You need to know what is your dog going to be able to handle when it, com- when it comes to everything, when it comes to corrections and everything, and so or not doing corrections. So keep these things in mind. Basically, and this really, I would say this is most of the episodes we do on this podcast, our goal is to have everything that you do with your dog lead to an, a rock star level relationship with them, with your dog. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't want your dog to fear you. I think it's, it, it's ridiculous if a dog is scared of you. Respect you is one thing, but fear you? I don't think that's healthy. That's not a, that's not a healthy relationship. It, you know, I mean, we could dive into people who fear other people in relationships and ugh, we're not going to do that but if the dog fears you that's not healthy the dog should respect you i respect my parents you know i respect i respect them and it was through well I, I could call it training i suppose my parents trained me yeah we'll call it that my parents trained me they raised me but i respect them so it, it just we need to make sure that we're staying in that lane we're not getting to the point where our dog is overpowering us and not fearing us. We need to be in the middle where the dog respects us. And that's our goal with all these podcasts or all these episodes, I should say, in this podcast is is we need to get to that rock star level uh, relationship with our dog where the dog understands things. And I personally feel like I'm there. And I think um, my wife would agree to this too, is we're there with our dog. We've done, we had a dog before him, same breed, and we do the same sports basically as the other dog. But our training with this one has shifted a fair, a decent amount. And it wasn't because, well, I wanted to necessarily try new things. 
It was also looking at the dog and going, what can he handle? What can he not handle? What's fun for him? What's not fun for him? And that once we figured that out, which happens really fairly fast. I mean, puppies will tell you straight up, I don't like that or I like that. You know, puppies are the simplest animals. When you look at them, are you, gonna, are you having fun or are you not having fun? Once dogs get older, they'll do things. They'll go through motions of things that aren't necessarily fun for them. But a puppy? No. Nope. <clears throat> so figure these things out and keep building that relationship with your dog because that is the number one thing always. Rock star relationship. Both you and your dog are happy where you're at in your relationship and it's harmony. That's what we want. All right, guys. Well, hopefully this was informative for you. And like I said before, our course, we're going to be launching our first course here, hopefully shortly. So jump over to the ondogtrainingacademy.com website, hit that subscribe button and put your email in. We will send you a notification with the announcement of the course. We'll be announcing it on social media as well. Um, But we are pretty excited about our first course being launched here, hopefully uh, soon, or at least getting information about the course out soon. So Definitely check it out on dogtrainingacademy.com. Jump over to our Facebook page, Learn, Laugh, Bark Podcast on Facebook. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. Um, Like I always say, I have a huge list of things and it's always growing. Always growing. I talk to clients, I talk to friends, and ideas continue to come. I thought I'd run out of stuff and it doesn't seem to be happening. Thankfully, dogs are sometimes an enigma that continues to pump out ideas for episodes. So guys, thank you very much for listening this week. And like always, we'll see you next Thursday.